Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. My whole world around me sounds like I'm in a pillow. <laughs> a pillow. On that note, what's up, everyone? Audrey Drake here for our next episode of Super NVC, and I'm here with Richard George. Hola. Samuel Claiborne. What's up, everybody? I'm just going back to the Wii menu right now. And Jeremy Parrish. Friend to man and beast. You can't see him right now, but he's dressed in a whole whole fancy setup. He's got a tie and everything. That's how I roll. That's how Jeremy rolls. But what you can see is a uh, screen of virtual console games that we found on a uh, 
dusty old Wii in the <laughs> office. <laughs> dusty old office Virtual Wii. console, Sam. So we're going to be playing that? some random virtual console games. <laughs> it was going to be in honor of the Wii U's virtual console launch, but... But now <laughs> it can be in honor of the fact that if you want to play virtual console games, you still have to play them on Wii. Yeah, that's right. Nintendo, like a console, day or two. Nintendo Virtual Console hasn't launched. Yeah, so wa for those of you who don't know, Wii the U. big system update that's going to improve load times and launch the Virtual Console was supposed to come this week. It's supposed to come a couple of days ago, but we're still all waiting for it to show up. What do you think about that, Jeremy? I know you have some lovely opinions. That lovely makes opinions. me <laughs> salty. It makes salty. Jeremy salty, <laughs> Koobalings. That's no I'm, good. I'm, I'm angry. Or is that up. good? Is it, it angers up the blood, is what uh. I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's typical of Nintendo's completely slapdash approach to virtual console. I mean, this is the the one company that is sitting on the greatest treasure trove of video game history, and I feel like they have an obligation to the medium and just to like pop culture to do a better job of curating and archiving it. And Absolutely. they give us this pathetic drip feed of and video games, still video games that we've already played before. The yeah. drip the drip feed has been a problem for the Wii, and they launched in uh, uh But it started strongly. It was okay at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember the, the first year of the Wii? the problem is that they've already established a virtual yeah, console, really and you can't get thing. it on the Wii U. Do you remember the first year of the Wii when they launched with like 20 <laughs> games, and we were like, hey, that's pretty cool, and then yeah. they would release four to five a week? And we used to complain, like, oh, I wish these games were a little better. Like, there's a, there's all these great games, and there's, like, a couple of bad ones. And why are these bad ones here? They're stupid. Yeah. And now we're just like, yes, please give us Urban Champion. Just anything <laughs> on this system to keep us playing old video yeah. games. It's and really like, baffling, because they've already established, like, over six years, a pretty good virtual console on the Wii. It doesn't have everything, but it has a lot of great stuff. But now they're not bringing all of it over to Wii U in one shot. They're going to release it little by little. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with virtual console started when Virtual Console launched, which was that Nintendo didn't create a decent shop account system. And so everything that you downloaded was not linked to any kind of central database aside from Club Nintendo, which apparently is worth nothing. And <laughs> you have to, like, everything's locked to your console and there's no way to transfer things. And so they, they can't get these games onto Wii U if you've already paid for them. And believe me, I paid a lot of money for my virtual yeah, console games. Yeah, you can games. play them in Wii mode, but there's no way to actually transfer them and have them yeah, just Yeah, so we talked about this earlier. Right now, screen. you can take a Wii, log into a, this, this eShop, buy as many games as you want, put them on an SD card, take them over to the Wii U, put in Wii mode, and then play them. That's the only way to play them. Right, but you can't play them natively in the Wii U itself because of their stupid, arcane, incompetent lack of account systems. And it ha it's not something that's gotten better. Like, if you buy digital versions of your 3DS games, they're still locked to your device, and if you lose your system, they're like, oh, sorry about that. Guess you have to buy those 20 games all over again from scratch. And So, buying games over again is one thing, but not having a catalog to buy them from is, like, completely different. And, like, man, there's nothing to play on the Wii U. What if there was 460 virtual console games? Right. And, or sorry, there's 410, 410 yeah. Yeah, virtual console <laughs> games. That's crazy. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. I always said that like they could have gotten away with what they're doing now with Wii U to, a, to an extent, especially with their loyal fans. If they had virtual console, particularly if it had GameCube on it, as well as uh, we're releasing steady streams of uh, HD Wii ports like Skyward Sword or Mario yeah. Galaxy. Yeah. Like That could have actually helped them a lot, kind of helped stall. Yes, the the same truth would be, you know, there that like you're not releasing original software. There's no Wii U software that's really important to have. But 
it would have at least, you know, kind of made the pain of waiting a little bit easier. Well, now mm -hmm. it's like, how long are we going to have to wait to get all these games back just to where they were? Like, it took, what? Oh, they're never six, going to get it back. It took, like, six years just to get the first Mega Man X on the Wii Virtual Console. Like, I, I don't want to wait until I'm in my no, 30s it took, it to took play that years. on my Wii U. <laughs> um, but... Oh gosh, she yeah, the thing is, it's never going, like, the Wii U Virtual Console is never going to get to the state that the Wii Virtual Console did because I think Nintendo has come to the conclusion that it's just not worth it. Like, the, the trouble that they have to invest is not worth the money that they're going to but, bring but in. But that's yeah. weird because they just had a whole press, you know, event about Earthbound being a virtual Yeah, they'll console bring game. over, yeah. like, a few games that they know that s will sell well. But, you know, a big part of Virtual Console should be third-party games. And I don't think third parties are that interested in oh. contributing. Oh, lucky one. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think third parties are that interested, and I don't think they're interested in dealing with the licensing constraints. There are things that Finished. showed up on Virtual Console, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm -hmm. and the entire iRim catalog that were dis you know they were they were taken off at some point because like the TMT license fell through for Ubisoft, and on. Um, on the iRim stuff, iRim left the games business and became like a pachinko company. So everything like R-Type and all these other classic iRim games Th were delisted from virtual console. virtual console. Right. Like if you downloaded them for virtual console while they were on sale, you can still download them to your Wii, but you cannot buy them new and you cannot possibly think that you'll ever be able to buy those games and play them natively on Wii U. Yeah. But you know, the, the whole like the whole buy it all over again thing might not even be so bad. You know, the, the locked accounts and things like that. It might not be so bad if, again, they were offering some kind of catalog. If, if the Wii Virtual Console, Wii U Virtual Console were appreciably better than the Wii Virtual Console was, but it's not. No, it's not. And, and like, there's, there's just something to be said for a nostalgia box. And even with the end state of the Wii Virtual Console, it's still like it's still such a small sliver of even the NES and Super NES, which I'm just shocked by. You know, it's like one fifth of the of the amount of games that came out, and not even all the Nintendo games were released. Star Fox never came out. I know? mean, if you look at the history of Nintendo's use of Virtual Console, and this is turning into a Retronauts episode with all the <laughs> complaining about Virtual Console, but but if you look at their history. Nintendo has this this tradition of announcing new platforms for a virtual console that they'll you'll see like three games for and then you'll never hear from again. Like, what happened with Sega Master System? What happened to Commodore 64? What happened to Virtual Console Arcade, which was like the centerpiece of yeah. Iwata's 2010 GDC talk? Like, we got six or seven games and then whew, nothing. What about Ma uh, Game Gear on 3DS Virtual Console? Yeah, we that got was like kind of weird. Four Game yeah. Gear games. There were a couple of Sonic games that they announced that never actually came out. Yeah, too. like what's Sonic happened Aberrant. to all these games? Do they just not care? Well, some of them actually did come out in Japan. If you look at the Japanese release list, they get like two games a week every week. We get one game every other week. So there's this huge discrepancy happening. I really? Want. I don't know why. Is it because Americans are? cheapskates and all we do is steal video games because I mean if you look in the yeah. comments on any IGN article about virtual console people are like I'm already playing these games for free on my hacked Wii well Yo. thanks like, you're well, part of the problem you're why we, we won't get them I'm still waiting for Castlevania 2 on 3DS I really want to try I know it yeah I, I mean I've messed around with it as a kid I don't the think game's I, great if you just have a guide next to you yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really appreciate it as a kid and now I know better yeah uh, play it sitting next to Colin Moriarty he'll, he'll <laughs> give yeah. you the, the pointers but yeah, and more promising Nintendo news, according to some IGN sources, it looks like the next Scribblenauts game is going to be DC superheroes related. Yeah, let me let me pull up the article. We literally just ran it a little bit ago. Um, 
Mitch, uh, Mitch Dyer reported this for us. Uh, the next Scribblenauts game is the DC Superheroes game, according to multiple IGN sources. Um, however, apparently it's going through some alterations from its original design. Name might change, that sort of stuff. But well, it's going to uh, be 100 times more epic, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> apparently it still will remain focused on sort of a DC-oriented license. Um, very strange. And news. according to Mitch's sources, it'll be announced for PC, Wii U, and 3DS ah. at E3. So you think if you summon Batman, he can just beat anyone? Because Batman always wins. Right. Yeah, right. One uh, here. Uh, one source what describes happens you, a what happens if you write anti-life equation? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be it. awesome. Uh, one source describes a linear level beginning in the sewers beneath Wayne Manor, where a hungry killer croc won't let Max proceed. When a hamburger isn't enough, a dynamite sandwich sends croc into a rage, leading to his arrest. Robin keeps situation or, uh, situation under control, allowing Max to make his way inside Wayne Manor, where Batman has been manipulated by the Joker. What is this you're reading? Uh, I like it's, how when you read about story comic books, on... your voice becomes okay. that of the comic book guy. So, <laughs> as you travel below the Wayne <laughs> yeah. so this is similar to like a Lego, Lego DC game. Uh, no, I mean, this is Scribblenauts DC, right? Well, I'm so. just saying, like, it's it's they're using that kind of, like, Taking it into their own universe, but with inspiration. Of yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I, yes. I like, I like the idea. I like the fact that um, they kind of caught into the fact that hey, we have this game that's extremely flexible. We got some licensed characters in there. Yeah. What if we turn this into our own Lego franchise? Yeah, that's you know an original IP that we own, as opposed to Lego, which has all kinds of licensing values on the butt, I'm sure. Inevitably. Like last, the, the last one, they got the Nintendo franchises yeah. in there, but yeah. they could have done a lot more with They could have done yeah. a lot more. I mean, it was more just a guest or, you know, a little surprise thing yeah. or extra. But, I mean, I I will laugh if uh, Warner at some point has Fifth Cell do a Marvel Scribblenauts game, just like <laughs> they're doing a Marvel Lego game right now, yeah. which is just sort of That'll all sorts of amusing happen. to me. <laughs> cool. I mean, well, they don't care. Like, so what if it's Marvel properties? They're the ones making money off of it. No, so it's true. I mean, that's it's corp corporations are not so much about pride as they are about big, fat stacks of greenbacks. That's true. That's true. So, w are there are there any new games on the Wii U Virtual Console that did not come out on the Wii, or is it no. just exactly? It's just old ones, like <laughs> really? Super did Mario. Seriously, there's not not any not a single one of them. They're only off the list of what's supposed to. Yeah, go. so I it's saw one fiftieth of the Wii Virtual Console. Was F Zero Super Mario World? I think Audrey's looking up a list right Ice now. Ice Climber. Right? He's oh, I can go in the four. Four of them are games that already came out at at thirty cents. One yeah. of which, sadly, I missed because I didn't turn on any game system for like a month before I got married. Well, F-Zero was that one, right? Yeah, which I, I can live without. And you know, you know what was funny about that is that, oh, and Kirby's Adventure is another okay, one. Okay, yeah, so the official list is eight titles. Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong Jr., Excite Bike, F-Zero, Ice Climber, Kirby's Adventure, Punch-Out, and Super Mario World. Look, not to be like a dick about this thing, but Punch like, out. I don't care about anything on that list. Really? Like, as good as not some of those Super games Mario are. World? Just, Super Mario I don't, World? I, yeah, why do I? Can, I, why I will, do I I will never not enjoy Super Mario. Yeah. Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't. You know, Mario World's a great game. Like, I'm not even denying that. I'm not denying the, best their, game like, the list, quality right? of the games. But I'm just saying, like, I don't care. Like, I don't want them. I don't. Uh, I'm so totally that, nonplussed by that list. That brings so up just, a point of mine, which is that, like, so I everybody who bought a Super Nintendo owns Super Mario World, right? So, like, even if you have, like, a collection of old games, which I recommend you have over the Virtual Console still, because it's a better experience, I think that uh, there's games that the Virtual Console has on the Wii, which you cannot get in any form, and there's some which never came over here, and those are the games that, like, I think the Virtual Console, like, totally excels at it, you know, it mm -hmm. has, yeah. like, a, you know, yeah, Rondo a preservation of Blood. system. Yeah, Rondo of Blood, which is a Castlevania for uh, Turbo CD. 
Or things like Earthbound, which you can't get, you know, easily right. Reasonably, anymore. Yeah. So Stuff there's like a couple that. of those. Super Mario RPG is on the uh, Wii Virtual Console right now, which is, you know, very hard to get. Yeah, Final it's Fantasy 2 and 3. fantastic game. Yeah. Is Chrono Trigger's not on there, though, is it? It is. Yes, it's it finally is. Okay. Yeah. I know Secret of Mana is. Like, all those yeah. Square RPGs from the 16-bit era yeah. cost at least 50 bucks for a bare cart. But seeing like, that... 100 or more for you the know, box. Another one, Mega Man X2. That, that game is not uh, easy right, but X3 yeah. is extremely expensive, and yeah. that's still not on and the it's system. It's not on there, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's annoying. And, and I think th so. I, I and I think you've talked about this before, Jeremy. But there's I don't think you can do FX games, Super FX games on the Virtual Console, and that's why Star Fox not on there. And uh, I'm sure they could. The, they just in, haven't. It's in Mega Man X3. There's a there's an FX chip in there. No, it's not an FX chip. It's a special chip. Um, it's just something. It was else. a Capcom design special there's chip. Moving, there's rotating polygons. Right. No, no. There, there's a there's a special chip. I can't remember what it's called, but X. Two and X three both used <laughs> variants on a special chip that Capcom created, um, but it's not an FX chip, which yeah. was a lot more sophisticated. But yeah, I, I'm sure that Wii Virtual Console could do FX games or FX two games if Nintendo went to the trouble of creating the emulators for them. Well, but and Yoshi's Island has an FX chip, in it, right? It so. has it had the FX two, which was even more powerful. Yeah, and what's a shame is that the only version of Yoshi's Island that's available to the public now. Is the GBA version, which, right, is, which is on 3DS? Presumably, GBA games are coming to the Wii U. Wait, wait, wait! By the that's way. on yeah, 3DS, but only if you're an ambassador. That's right. You can't buy but, any GBA but check games this out. on it's Virtual Console. It's not a good version of Yoshi's Island. It's decent, but yeah, it's not nearly. It's a cropped it's not screen version, right? Because it's cropped to play on the GBA, which did, couldn't do the full resolution of. the Well, and not only that, yeah. but it also doesn't do all the super FX two stuff like touch touch uh, fuzzy get dizzy oh, like when you favorite touch level in any game I know that's the coolest level and it's it's really really borked on the uh, GBA version because I was thinking the GBA of kind just of, uh, didn't have the prop so I'm playing Earthbound at home right now for the first time ever and uh, which I know is kind of shameful but at least I'm playing it and I'm playing it on a, an actual cart but you know the little cutscenes in that are very psychedelic and they're very funny or sorry not the cutscenes the battle scenes battle scenes so it's hard yeah, to play right now, I gotta say um, <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good in Castlevania um but, yeah, that, those little psychedelic scenes reminded me of the Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy. I was thinking about it the whole time mm -hmm. and how great it is to, like, take graphics and then morph them like that. I can't believe that they did that in Yoshi's Island for just that one level. It looks so good. But I guess they use that probably to blow up the other characters, too. Is that the same? Is that the, the same FX2 effect? chip? Yeah. yeah the, the, the really cool thing about Yoshi's Island, and we're getting way off topic here, but what the hell? We're yeah, talking about Yoshi's Island. Games on, on um, yeah, the great thing about Yoshi's Island was that it took the FX2 chip, was, which was designed to create you know, polygonal 3D graphics, and they said, what if we didn't do that? What if we used it to do all these like crazy, wacky special effects with 2D graphics? So you have things like the little uh, the little shy guys who jump at you and spin as they jump, and you have touch oh, fuzzy get dizzy, and yeah, you have enemies that uh, you know like bashful so bird or the whatever. So it's rotating who get, who gets, Yeah, it's all those like the things you never saw any other video game do, and huh. yeah. yeah, like um, PlayStation games started to do that a lot. Symphony of the Night did a lot of those same tricks where it was like. It would create things with polygons, but they looked like they were, you know, bitmap sprites because they were sort of grafted on there. And so it created this sort of very fluid, very dynamic 3D or 2D game space using sort of like 3D gaming technology. And I, I am really a big fan of that style because it, it gives 2D games a little extra punch. But at the same time, it doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel like 
I don't know. Like, you lose something when you take a, a 2D game and make it with 3D graphics. So and it's not a bad style, but it, it does lack a little something. That, so that the, games like the that virtual have. console is just software emulation, and I know traditionally there was like problems with emulating certain types of stuff, like look, we're just talking about the FX chip. Like, is it? There's Nintendo could figure that out, right? It's not like some like lost art to like play an FX chip game and software. They they created like, it. Do ROMs work? You know, like are, are there ROMs for Star Fox that you can play, or are they all messed up? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I I'm not one of those people who hacked their Wii, so I honestly can't say. I know that there are people out there who have hacked their Wii to play like every classic video game ever. Yeah. But I cannot speak to that personally. So did you buy virtual console games? Oh man, I bought like ninety percent of them. Really? Okay. Wow. I've invested a lot in virtual consoles, so that's why I'm kind of salty. That that is <laughs> that, that must really salty. really drive you crazy. Then it does. It really. So does that me. mean at one point you had a collection of actual you know plastic games that you got rid of or that you don't have access to anymore? No, I mean I've I've tried collecting through the years, but real life always gets in the way. Like I had a really really amazing Super NES and Super Famicom collection Sweet that man. I built up a few years ago. Yeah. But then my wife lost well, at the time girlfriend lost her job and so, you know, we kind of had to pull the purse strings tight and in order to support her, I ended up selling all that stuff off, which, you know, so was that it got us through. SNES and NES games and stuff? Was that yeah, I mean it was the Super Famicom, Super NES and um oh, so you had a bunch it was of it was right before the Super Famicom, Super NES started to kind of explode as being popular for collectors. Like if I sold that stuff now, yeah, I could probably get two or three times as much as I got totally. five years ago. Yeah, yeah I remember two dollars so a game. Really back then. I used to find copies of Earth like I I'm you know, been a collector of cards for years. I used to find copies of Earthbound, like turn them around for fifty bucks. Like now, I go on eBay and they're e easily two hundred, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm just like, ah, I just should have held on. Though I never had the full box. Well, I'm I'm really sad that um, back, you know, when Earthbound was newish, like a year or two old, and no one bought the game. I saw copies Ooh. of it, like half a dozen copies of it at, at Kmart for twenty bucks. You're kidding me! If I had known, yeah, <laughs> I would have hoarded those and put them in a safety deposit box or something. That's amazing. You know, I didn't realize there was a hidden treasure there. That's a good one. People watching will l let me know if I missed any, but I think I've gotten every treasure. Nice so work. Far. Uh, but right now I'm about to die on the third level, which is sad. So I I am not a virtual console person, and like I freely admit I you know. Have you never downloaded very many? Or? I, I I haven't. Got, I don't think I've ever got a virtual console game except for ones that you cannot get here. Right, right. And uh, we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but you know the lost levels. Like, that, that never came out here. I don't have that one specifically because I thought it was a port of the Super Nintendo. Like, I thought it was clipped out of the Super Nintendo remake of Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. Wow, that was great. Um, but I, don't, I guess it's not. I don't know. I need to look into no, that. No, it's, 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 it's the Famicom Disk System. Like, I would get that, mistaken. for instance. And That's then there on 3DS was, now, so. There's a game called Euphoria, which never came out here. Oh, is that on 3DS? It's on 3DS yeah. now, yeah. yeah. So I think that's really clever. Like, that's a way to get people like me who, like, really care about collecting and, and having the actual cards and stuff to, you know, care about ROMs as a way of preserving stuff, whereas, like, normally I completely scoff at ROM play. In fact, like, right now I, I was just, uh, I was playing, one of my things with ROMs, obviously, is that all the controllers are initially are so different than a Wii controller. It's a shame to play some of these games on, you know, contemporary systems, let alone a PC. Like, if, you're, if, you're, if your whole, like, history of games experience is playing games on a PC ROM 
you know, like ASDF keys thing. Like, yeah. sorry, dude, I, you, I think, you are not playing games. I think games. it's passable on the Wii Virtual Console. I don't understand why they never came out with attachments for all the old controllers. Like, I would have bought an NES totally. controller attachment. That, SNES, that came out in Japan, N64. the Super Famicom one. But what I was yeah, that was, a, that was a Club Nintendo bonus. Yeah, there's a Club Nintendo bonus. Well, they never the even released them for Famicom our Club Nintendo. Right. We just right. have no of course, way of getting no, no, them. No, no, I'm saying in Japan, they got a great freaking awesome reward for that. I'm but really anyway, sad so that I, just I, I came across a copy of that or one of those in Japan and didn't buy it. Oh, really? really sad I didn't. I think you can buy them on eBay. Um, but yeah, the, the the classic controller, I was just playing an NES game on this and the buttons are freaking reversed. Like, how, how is this even possible? How, I, don't, I don't get it, man. People are crazy that they Nintendo would play doesn't emulated love you, games Sam. in such crappy circumstances. So in that sense, I, I like that the original... Well, here, yeah. Do you think people get paid for their old games when they go on sale, too? Like, how does that work? Like, if I if I released a record in 1965 and it came out on iTunes now, like, that's I'm still getting paid for that. Yeah, like, there's I mean, no publishers way are still getting paid for the games. So publishers are, but, like, nobody that worked on this game is still getting paid for it. Oh, well, them. no, but, I mean, everyone who worked on video games did work for hire, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, a crazy like, idea to me. Look at look at uh, look at Pac-Man. Toro Iwatani never really got any money for Pac-Man. He did it as you know, work for hire for Namco. Yeah, and they made never really hundreds on, of millions of dollars off of it. And he like eventually became an executive there after 20 years or whatever. It was just you know, like the the mindset was, yeah, you're you're working for us. You're doing what you need to do. Did you get your meat over there? Yes. Yeah, you did. Ah. Uh, so noble. All right, I'm gonna switch. So have game. we have we complained about Virtual Console enough? Well, now should now we, we complain, can complain about, about other things? I think we've praised it too. I mean, we all yeah, want it on the Wii U, but we want the full. Oh, the, the concept's no, amazing, the but Nintendo's actual just, approach to it is. I wish the terrible. whole catalog was available on Wii U. Right from and the I don't see the, the financial benefit of them not having every single game available. On the, I can't believe they're gonna roll them out. I just that's just mind blowing to me. I, Yep. Yeah. Well, especially I mean, now when there's such a drought of games. Yeah, like, it, would, it would make uh, sense any, if they were actually keeping a decent $100. schedule and, you know, these games were actually coming out on a regular basis, but they're not going to do that. It's going to be this pathetic, irregular cycle, just like it has been with 3DS. They're, I don't know. But back to more, play, more cheerful news. <laughs> a little bit of bomb. Uh, I'm sure most people listening have already heard that Nintendo just announced that they're not going to be having their normal, large-scale live presentation at E3 this year. Which was something of a shock to That's all That's right, of no our Tether Girls this year. So instead, they're going to supplement. They're going to have several Nintendo Direct broadcasts and a smaller press gathering where they're going to show off games at their booth. So, what do you guys think? Well, I got to say, we're all shocked. Like, before in the we office. even talk, this was a, it caused a lot of hubbub, more than I thought it, it would, not only on the uh, inner tubes, but in our office this morning. There was a lot of yelling. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm Were sad you not I there? No, I remember I stayed home this morning so it. I could cover Virtual Console's launch, and then that didn't happen. I, yeah, I hung around <laughs> until like 9:30, waiting to update the system, but it never mm -hmm. happened. So I just just came in. No, I'm sorry, I missed the yelling. I'm yeah, I'm surprised that angry people yelling, are surprised. Just like emphatic beliefs, you know. Like people think that this is like spells doom for Nintendo, which like no. which yeah, is funny so. for me. Like I, I just like you shouldn't care how well the company does. Just care if they have great games still. I mean, exactly. Well, and the thing They're is, like great. this is more disappointing for the fans and just mind blowing for us. Like I, uh, it's hard to understand. But, but why is it's it not, not that gonna, mind blowing? Really why do you why do you think it's mind blowing? Nintendo has been traveling this path for years and years. It's true. I mean, like if you look even historically, they never went to Tokyo Game Show, even though that was mm -hmm. the big show in Japan. They had their own event which was Space World, and then eventually they decided, oh, we don't need to do that. 
but they kept doing E3 because, you know, that's kind of the big well, especially thing. Especially this but past year, they've been using the Nintendo Directs more and more and just more closely wanting to talk directly right. to the fans. Right, but I mean, so if, you, if, you look, if you look beyond E3 and look to the way Nintendo used to do press events and things like that, they would have these big press things where they would take everyone up to Seattle and yeah. they'd have, like, big presentations with Reggie fils and whoever else, and they'd show off games. They'd have, like, uh, I don't know, when, when Twilight Princess came out, I guess, was this before you were in the press? Yes. Yeah, so for before Twilight Princess came out, like, you know, two weeks before, they took dozens of people up to Seattle to Nintendo headquarters and let us play uh, Twilight Princess for an entire day. Like, they stopped doing those things because as DS and Wii started to gain traction, among people who weren't the core fan base, they realized, you know, we don't necessarily have to make you know do all this messaging to the core fan base we we have those people in our hands already they're going to love us no matter what what we really need to do is get leah michelle in commercials and uh, you know, so have her talk about how how amazing yeah. style savvy so is. their solution is to do not do e3 but do nintendo directs i don't know if that's uh well i mean who's who's looking at at you know, the E3 press conferences, it's the same people who watch Nintendo Direct. Now it's a much bigger audience. Much well, I, don't, I don't think it is. The I think the people are... Think, well, I think the, the, I think, I think the mainstream... The coverage comes the from The conference itself is more of just a big fanfare for their biggest fans. Right. Like, whatever news they announce during the Direct, just like this last Direct, everyone will pick up. The gaming press, all the rest of the press will pick those stories up no matter what. If no Nintendo what makes announcements at E3, like, what if their Newsweek and the, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times are still going to pick up that information. Exactly. It's, it's going to get out there no matter what, whether they do it at a press Anyone conference. who is going to buy Mario HD is still going to buy it, regardless of whether they have a live presentation. Right, and the, the mainstream press is still going to report on whatever Shigeru Miyamoto, yeah. the creator so of Mario, fa- says. It won't affect the company at all. Like, they could very well, like, It's just a big disappointment for fans who look forward to the presentation. It's a little more than that. disagree. I think really? that uh, this Wii U is not in an ideal state where it can afford to just not... The press conferences are a much bigger deal than a Nintendo Direct. Like, they're significantly more. But, but nobody said it's going to be an What if it's Mr. T? No, we actually. And, and, we know and like, Sam, Hulk we know, Hogan come out. No, and they, Sam, like, we know exactly what I mean, it how is. We was know last it's. Year's Ninten- er, well, that was a, ter- that was a terrible show. Yeah. But yeah, like, press but conferences they, they have been have awful so many don't. times. Like, what, what difference does it make in what format they're I mean, if you look back to last year, Nintendo's press conference was so out of touch, or not so out of touch, but so out of step. With what everyone else did, every like Ubisoft, EA, Microsoft, and Sony, all four of the other press conferences were extremely loud, extremely violent, just like shooty, shooty, shooty. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, Nintendo no was like, "Hey, it's well, fun Nintendo animal ads. friends." Well, here's the here's, here's the thing. Well, Nintendo had no games. time and money, and like no matter what, their message is going to get out there, and it's going to be hit or miss. So I mean, Nintendo had no it? games last year, so it's not even. I, I think yeah. it's a mistake to even really like point to last year as some sort of like example. But like, well, but but you're talking about the spectacle and the event and stuff. I mean, the subject matter they could still have. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's not. No. They're not saying that they're not going to be. A presence at E3. They're just not going to have that. And they can have an awesome. They're not having a pep rally. Yeah, they but they're still a, going to or be. Or they can still have a pep rally, just not going to be at the Nokia Center. No, Sam, they're not having. So we know exactly what they're doing. They're having more than one Nintendo Direct ahead of the show. Yeah. And then they are doing some sort of hands-on session with media. There is right, no right. like. So you're you know, saying there's not going to be a broadcast during the time of the show at all, right? There is not. The, yeah. are what you, they're, uh, during the time of the press conference, there is some sort of media event where we're at their booth and we're playing their games. Gotcha. I don't know exactly what that is. That's that's the approximation of that. Yeah, and then yeah. there's some sort of investor 
analyst thing that's happening still at Nokia. So, so it's you not don't even think like they'll, they'll even have like a direct-like occurrence? Uh, the the understanding is that the directs are supposed to come before E3. Well, so what, what if you don't think they're like going to do the, the evening roundtable things too? I mean, here's the thing. Well, like, here's my point is that. E3 is a set, fixed thing that happens every year. It has happened for 15 years. And but Nintendo, the press conference yeah, has only started five Nintendo years ago. Nintendo has already or, I mean, launched its next ago. generation console. This press year is going to be all about the next Xbox, the next PS4. Why not have all their news out before E3 so they can get some attention before everything goes to the next and I mean, Xbox? And, and maybe that, I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't going to work. I think, it, 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 to me, it's the, I said this in GameScoop, but it's the craziest smart thing they've done in, since they, you know, made the Wiimote. But, um, I mean, and, and it might work, it might not. It's a big risk for them, I think. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, you can get all your stuff out ahead of time, but then it looks like you're not really at E3. And if yeah. E3 and this message to the tens of millions that watch E3 and the That's CNNs a good point. and the it doesn't MN look like they're at E3. I mean, they yeah, risk but I mean, there's going to be so many hands-on impressions of games coming out of, of sites like it's IGN. Not, uh, it's not the same. Like the hands-on impressions are important, and yes, that is news, and people will pay attention to that. But the scale, like at, which, floor, the so. scale at which the conferences, you know, capture attention, and you know, the CNNs and the whatever news networks are there. But, I mean, those outlets covered the last direct. You know what I mean? Really? Did they? They did. They picked up those stories. I don't, and not in, not in the same way. I mean, like on TV and that sort of stuff. I don't, not in the same way. I mean, this is the thing, right? Is you risk at the time when everybody focuses on the games industry because the whole games industry is in one place. You risk not being a part of that conversation, and you risk letting the message become. Microsoft versus Sony. No, it yeah, is. But, Nintendo but at Mario. the same time, they also, if they do have a press conference, they risk going up on stage with sure. the Wii U hardware, which is going to look really, really sad next I to the well, PS4 like, even and if the, they had the Xbox like 3. Three great game announcements. It's three game announcements against a whole new console. Like, yeah. it's just, it's not going to get the attention. This is going to be Xbox yeah, I think this is, year, just I, I think a they made a really, really smart choice with this, and I don't think the fallout's going to be nearly as bad as a lot of people expect. Yeah, I think I it's a smart choice. I'm personally I disappointed think, just because I love seeing their presentation you know, every I think, year, but I, I think, think it's ridiculous that people are saying this is doom and gloom. I think they're managing expectations, too. I think this gives them the opportunity to make a few surprise announcements, like very tactical uh, surprise announcements, or show off like hands-on with the HD Zelda or something like that, and all of a sudden people will be like, oh, wow, that's really great, and it'll get the fans whipped it's into an a frenzy. angry amoeba. <laughs> a what? Uh, yeah. On Gradius 3? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying his voice sounded like Sorry. Well, that's I know, right? <laughs> I was voicing you were an angry amoeba. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to jinx it right now, but I'm having a pretty damn good game of Gradius 3 over here. I mean, here's... here's well, yeah, with all that slowdown, it's hard, hard to lose. <laughs> The risk, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is that I think they could have stood pretty well on their own at this E3 um, because they're Which going like to have the games. Thing. They're going to have the games. And, you know, Microsoft and Sony probably will have some decent looking games, but they're going to have, you know, kind of the stuff that's also available on their other consoles. And Nintendo would have been able to showcase stuff that you won't see on the other systems, and therefore I think they could have been able to stand out fine. But but they can they can show that off in a more intimate setting, in a more probably in a more effectively. In a, well, now you know? the, the press conference, I can't believe setting. Let's down. not let's yeah. not get too too oh, crazy I'm not here. I'm just saying they have every second of what you see controlled 
so like is they a press, have. It's a not press conference. It's not live. A press conference is. They're not going to mess up their speech or anything. It's completely recorded. I don't know. The, 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 let's 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 be real. The, the the quality of the Nintendo Direct presentation is is a little sketchy sometimes. The last one had like a hundred Luigi's. Come on. It had a hundred oh, Luigi's and also like people. Went, Hello. Thank you. I mean, no, the, no, that was the Nintendo last Direct is, is crap. Like the presentation is I, so bad. It's just I mean, like I've the announcements of, are good, but man, yeah. That's, I've come really to love good. it's sort of like. Horror movie sort of quality, totally. you yeah, know, yeah. in the way you sort of love, like <laughs> Nintendo you know. trauma yeah. film. But, yeah, but, <laughs> I, and I was gonna say though, like that said, like pre, you know, giant press events are, are not press events, but you know, conferences are terrible too. They're like my least yeah. favorite way of like learning about something. But usually, some exec coming out and so, talking about numbers for thirty minutes. And I like, mean, here's the thing: a press games. conference can be really some, bad. Everybody's but, such a bad speaker, you know. Yeah. Just like, oh, God. My, my thing is, that for Reggie, he's great. Wii U is not in a position of strength, so to me, if I'm Nintendo. You think I'm they're just going to be humble about it? Well, no. I'm taking every opportunity, every venue, every point of contact that I can where people are paying attention, particularly the press conferences, where everyone so expects slow. me to come out and showcase my vision against the others. Because, let's face it, that con- that contrast does matter. Um, I would take every opportunity to well, message I mean, my console. Well, I think about this, though. Like, what games are coming out in the near future for Wii U. Like, even if they get people so excited about Wii U, they're not going to go out and buy it with no games that they're terribly interested in, people who don't already have it, and the hype is already going to die by the time Wind Waker HD or any new games yeah, come out, that, so what's really the point? But that, I mean, well, what's the point of the Microsoft event? What's the point of the, play, the Sony event? These things well, can last. they're announcing a new system, new details no one's ever heard. Well, I mean, yeah, people so would like to see what the PlayStation 4 looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <right. laughs> um, I mean, Do I, you guys I, care about that, what the PlayStation 4 looks like? No. I, think it, I mean, I'm curious just All the PlayStation sort of have been ugly since the first I one. Care. I mean, I, I care in the way that I sort of am curious what any console would look like, really. Yeah. It's not, like, a huge problem. I mean, I bought a purple. I know it's black. black well, like, aesthetics box. are one thing, but I, I guess like, I I'm kind of curious handle. about, like, you know, if we'll be able to charge things. I don't know. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I don't care about the box looks like that much either. Although I was reading a thing today that was about, like, because Nintendo didn't show the box uh, for uh, for the Wii. Yeah. For the Wii U, like people were just like had no idea. I mean, here's here's the thing, right? That it was a different system. Wii U's launch was effectively yeah, that was terrible. Wii U's launch was effectively a failure. Um, it like has if they had made it a sphere, people would like recognize <laughs> it as a different well, system. Well, it looks almost least. exactly like a Wii, just a little more rounded, a little longer. Yeah, so that I mean, was like, all. And it still used Wii remotes in all of the commercials. Like people just think it's a controller that came out for the Wii. Yeah, yeah. And, and Iwata sort of mentioned that in a fiscal report uh, or briefing uh, yesterday. But I mean, like here's here's sort of all I'm saying. Like I don't. It's a good risk i think it's you know it's clever of them i don't know whether it works or not um there are certainly some major risks associated with this in a year where you know maybe they need to take risks but at the same time like you know they've got a messaging problem with this system a system that's not selling has no software and has a flawed vision and has had poor marketing so that was the best tailgun decision I've ever made. I, I was really proud of you right there, Sam. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I just, I wonder, you know, I, I think that the press conference could have been an opportunity to recast the vision and sort of re-sort of strategize and rebrand the thing. Not like it's not going to be called Wii U, but like, you know, here's our new that message. Here's what if they, they took that? What if they took that prototype that. Wii controller that just had the Starman on it, yeah, right. and they made the Wii U system, the console <laughs> itself, look like that? Oh, oh Sam, you guys think this that was a good run. Thanks. That was, that was exciting. And it, but do you the think thing about Gradius going to be like, are they not going to have presentations at E3 from now on, or is this just something they're? Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see, right? If this works out for them and they feel like they, that their their point got across and they felt like it was successful, uh, then yes. 
they will stop. You know, then yeah. they'll be like, okay, cool, we're right. done. Um, yeah. If it doesn't work, then, you know, I think we'll see them next year. I mean, and, and there's not, you know, who knows, maybe E3 doesn't uh, exist in the form it exists in in like five years. I think that, you know, they tried to get rid of it a few years back and it just, you know, they realized that it does have an importance and a certain value. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, you know, this is clearly a system that is not resonating with consumers. And so I just, you know, I think yeah, it's totally. pretty, this is a pretty, you know, it's funny, is that the height of we, mm-hmm. when that thing was just exploding, I would not have been surprised at all if they're like, we don't need a press conference. Well, that's so when the like, press yeah, conferences they, got the very worst. Uh, that's yeah. when we should happen, and, 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 and we music. And oh the other thing God. was like, and everyone observed, like, you know, we music is not for us, and so mm-hmm. why would you, you know, do that there? Um, I don't know. I just think But they that didn't have Nintendo Direct back then. I yeah, really think that that has changed their entire outlook it, on it how to deal with the has. press. It absolutely has. I just wonder if they are it's maybe awesome. being a little optimistic in exactly who is reaching this. I mean, Iwata was touting stats like hundreds of thousands of people watch Nintendo Direct on the 3DS. That's really cool, and I think that's really impressive. Also, those people already own the damn system you're trying to sell. Like, someone who doesn't well, own a 3DS they also isn't know watching that it. We watch them, and we will report on it. And if the story is big enough, the other outlets will pick it up, you know? Yeah, but I are mean, they, I'll, they... I'll say right now that our presentation of the E3 press conference is on an entirely different level because it is a landmark. You know, these are these are this is our the E3 E3 and the press conferences are the Super Bowl of the video game industry. Yeah, you know, so they, they are missing an opportunity to stream their press conference to IGN's Xbox app. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Do they I mean, realize they what they've done? I, I just, I, you know, here's the thing though: it's like, you know, people are not buying your console. And uh, two more consoles are about to show up, so you need to be able to, when everyone is paying attention to all consoles, say, hey, hey, this is what makes our console unique and special, and this is why you should buy it. Not, oh, by the way, we're only really going to showcase this to Nintendo fans, you know? And yes, we will write about it, but like, if a Nintendo Direct show, this is the problem with Nintendo Direct, and this is the one flaw with Nintendo Direct, it shows up out of nowhere. And we all know this very well, doing what we do for a living, you know, if something shows up out of nowhere, not as many people are going to pay attention that, to it because they don't know that they're supposed yeah, to pay attention to it. I would hope that since they are relying on this instead of their live presentation, that they will let not just us, but the fans know when they're coming at least like a week or two out. Be like, hey, yeah. you know, check in to Nintendo Direct at this time. We're yeah. talking Wii, think, 3DS. I think the, just to get a little bit of hype going. I think the best they've done so far is maybe like two days or there was one point where Iwata was like, oh, we're going to do a 3DS Nintendo Direct eventually and I think it was like the next week. Sometimes it's just hours before. And sometimes it's a matter of hours Um, and and in Japan at least they're like oh it's it's happening at 11 p.m. and it's like 9 p.m. and you're like what Um, I think they need to get better at that and I mean like there's it's cool because it's spontaneous and you're like woo but like how many people are actually really paying attention to that not many it's exciting I mean, it makes us run around, but it's exciting to a fan. If I were a fan, I'd find that thrilling. But I'm also somebody, as a fan, who would be paying attention to Nintendo's every move. Gamers, a lot of gamers do not do that. They walk into Walmart and they're like, uh, eh, this thing's weird. Or, yeah, you know, but whatever. I mean, the people who just, you know, go into Walmart and are like, I'm going to buy a video game that I find here, they're not paying attention to E3 either. They pay attention to what their friends say, though. and I They feel do, like E3... but you know, information disseminates differently on the internet now than it did five years ago. And sure. Forums and Reddit and you know places like that are arguably a lot more valuable to most gamers than I hate to say it sites like ours, just because it's this kind of you know 
interactive space where they can talk to each other about stuff and they don't have to wait on the so-called experts to share their opinion. And, you know, when, when Nintendo Directs get out there and, and happen, uh, that news gets picked up on forums and on aggregators and, yep. you know, the social media sites. And I, you know, I think that... Um, but it's the news that only Nintendo is disseminating. It's like the, it's like, it's the opposite of journalism. Right. Know? No, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the and so you say Nintendo it's good Direct for is to just talk about a Nintendo Direct. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying yeah. I understand why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. because well, it allows is, them to completely control the I message. Think it's, it's a weird thing. Like, it's, there's no, a reason, I, like, I don't. Why I don't personally read. think that the rise of Nintendo Directs is necessarily the best thing. But I understand that from Nintendo's perspective, it's absolutely the best I mean, thing because it allows yeah. them to control the message. It's along the same lines of like the, the, the publisher blogs, like mm -hmm. the you know the Sony blog and stuff like that. Except there's blog. more spectacle about it for Nintendo. There is, and I mean, no one does this, but Nintendo these mm -hmm. like video-based messaging things. Um, I mean, again, you know, we'll see. And if they if they tweak the messaging and kind of work to making these particular Nintendo Directs much more of a, a happening in an event, more like the place. PlayStation 4 event that had three weeks of build up. Then the upcoming Xbox event on May 21st that's got about a month of, of build up. That's what they need to do. And guys, they you honestly have any should idea do why it. you just kill a bunch of sleeping guys and bonk? Is it so sad? <laughs> I know what they I think it's because I'm on a for those just listening, that's what he's playing right now. <laughs> yeah. Not that um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, I you know, a lot of people were asking me, like, are you are you uh angry about this or are you happy about this because i mean like a lot of nintendo fans are like woohoo and like whatever although they'll say woohoo to anything but um like mario yeah exactly <laughs> just like mario um i well, don't I know like. you know i am very curious i find it fascinating um i'm not all that surprised and yet i am i'm both surprised and stunned you know like, i'm not surprised and stunned about did it they do, did they do 10 years of press press conferences is that essentially what i mean question? they've been doing press conferences since you know the N64 era. Yeah. So. Well, they started at some point though, because before that, they well, they were doing like I guess like a big audience. Well, they mean, did these really small ones. They originated. They originated the the like homegrown coverage thing with Nintendo Power. You know, I mean, like they were the guys that like started really perfecting like direct messaging to fans by yeah. creating newsletters, which is and then the, a the exact equivalent of what Direct is. Basically, it's, it's not, the, Direct it's is the modern equivalent. It. Although I find it hilarious that they it's don't actually. Coverage. It's weird to me that they don't have a blog. You know, yeah. I actually find that a little strange, but. Uh, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not surprised. Where's They've done meat? this forever. Um, it's funny, I've never really seen this game. Meat dissolves in water. Had a... Have you ever seen Bonk? Uh, not really. I mean, I was aware of Bonk, but I never had the system, so I just it's never the, really uh, played it. it. You could I've never played this Bonk. I've never played other Bonks. Yeah, it looks kind of dumb. There's, yeah. no, it's, it's, a, it's a cool series. But, it's come okay. On. It's not, this game is it so... It has so much personality for its yeah. time. Yeah, totally. I mean, look how different the Turbo Graphics Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks different. I mean, like, it... Did you guys that. know that there's a bonk for NES? And it's very hard to find. <laughs> Copy. But it's uh, it's really funny. It's it just you, after TurboGrafx failed, they're like, meh. All right, whatever. Yeah, just put it out on NES. It's not like Hudson hadn't it published on NES before. See also. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, so before we go, let's try and answer here. a couple of weirder questions. So that people oh, know were we, we talking about E3? Time Whoops. To time. <laughs> um... Dylan Wright wants to know what features with Mario Kart you have to have to get you guys excited. Uh, I want a track editor personally. Whoa, I don't want that. No. <laughs> For what? I don't think so. For I mean, Mario Kart. Well, I just think of all oh. the all the games that have editors right now that I don't care about. Yeah. I want a little big cart. I don't know what I want from Mario Kart. I want Wii U. Uh, coins and shortcuts. 
I want every I level from every game. Have to be in there. Maybe not, not necessarily. Coins, coins have coins. only been in three of the Mario Karts. Three yeah. of seven. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I, I. You know, by honestly, Mario Kart is the, the one, the title of their sort of like arsenal that's coming that we're sort of aware of that I care least about. Well, I'll tell you, I have a lot of things I really care about. Like, first of all, I, I really like it when the characters have very different powers and that the, the carts are very different. So basically, Double Dash is my favorite. Yeah, you know, Double Dash is great. Hate that when I say that, and so does Fran because he gave it a 7.9. But uh, well, I don't know about that game. <laughs> but but like that that game, like you had you know you had to race to be the uh, turtle or the mushroom dude those are like by far the best characters and like i think that like made the, the races much more interesting they're just so it's different the instead of just having a heavy card they were so amazing I don't yeah know i love why the power-ups oh absolutely yeah that's what matters to me but i also want more than the standard amount of levels so I whether that's dlc or whatever yeah. I, I, i'm tired of it being like it, it, here's 16 old and 16 new I'm, I would, I'm you know what i would what i really want from mario kart wii u or mario kart u or whatever it's called is for the game to be about skill again Ever since Mario Kart Wii, they've really kind of dumbed the, the series down and made it more like a party game. You mean because and of the power sliding? No, not because of the power sliding. Yeah, because of like the rubber banding and all the powers. Well, I mean, it, it, there's been this creep ever since Mario Kart 64, honestly, where it's easier and easier to come back from a loss. But Mario Kart Wii was the worst, where you could be in first place the entire race, and then at the last second, someone could very easily send you to last place. Yeah, yeah. I'd like and it, it feels I like there's no skill to winning that game. Can't figure out how. Yeah, I'd like them to take the customization to another level. Like the communities in the 3DS version are great, but when it came to items. Like, I'd love to just, like, in Smash Bros, be able to click on or off whichever items I want. Like, maybe I want to play with all of them, but I don't want blue shells because they piss me off. Yeah, like, I think yeah. it'd be great if, if there yeah, were different items for different yeah. characters. Blue shells are the single worst about, thing that ever happened to like, Mario Kart. It would be fine if it was like it used to be, where every now and then it would happen, you'd be like, oh, man, that's too bad. But they happen so often in the recent games. It just yeah. feels mm -hmm. cheap. I mean, it, it, uh, I, would, I would actually be cool with them doing some DLC. I know <laughs> DLC is not popular. Like characters. I would love love to see like more characters and more tracks come. Oh, they're going to do DLC. Later. Don't you worry about I, that. I think so. But I mean like it's a fire emblem every game from it, Nintendo is going yeah. to have DLC. It's less about me like being like, "Oh, I can't wait to pay for more junk." But like I would just think it would be cool if my interest in the Mario Kart game lasted longer than all the unlockables and all the stuff that right. I get in Well, I beat 50 CC, I beat 100 CC, I beat 150 CC. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think it would be kind of cool and I mean, yeah, it comes at a cost, but I'm okay with that. I mean, I think it'd be cool if, like, six months later, they're like, oh, hey, by the way, Wart is coming. playable. It's Luigi Kart. Like, yeah. What about yeah. this? Yeah. What about if they finally added maybe, like, everything in and made a Nintendo Kart instead of having just the Mario franchise? I'm yeah. getting pretty now, damn tired of Mario that's just crazy talk. Yeah. No one what if there was uh, Smash Brothers-esque, you know, all-inclusiveness? All I did a Photoshop about this, Sam. We'll have you know. Yeah. I mean, it's on the I'd, site somewhere. I think it would be funny. I mean, like, I, I would prefer them not. Do you guys, do you think those look suspicious? I think they look suspicious. Totally suspicious. No, I think, those like are, I think those are background elements like hazard lights, basically. Why'd they have me come over here, though? Oh, volcano is dangerous. Do I need to bonk something? Tell me I need to Proud, bonk something. I think you always need to bonk something. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but only the British uh, I, I would like to see... I, I think it'd be cool to see guy, uh, like Kirby and stuff like that. I don't think I'd want like Link, per se. I think that's just like a weird fit. Same thing you with like, Samus. Ah, I, I mean, it works in Smash yeah. Bros. Actually, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, You know what I want to have Sonic have the in there, but he, he just runs. Yeah. <laughs> no, cut. There, there could be some funny ideas there. Yeah. I, I would prefer they only be like kind of very specialized bonus characters or something versus like core parts of the series if they're going to do well, that. They went so far as to add in Funky Kong. 
You know, why can't we get you know characters we care yeah, about? Yeah, I love to have like the crazier <laughs> characters. Like they've had Dry Bowser. Like, I think it's already funny like that, that Donkey Kong's again. in that universe in in the rare rare version of Donkey Kong because you don't see Mario and Donkey Kong games except for the Mario and Donkey Kong games, you know. And yes, I know Donkey Kong and Mario started out together. That's not the point. The point is that <laughs> if it's going to be that Donkey Kong, it should be like a cool sprite Donkey Kong, not the Funky Kong um, stuff. What's the next question? All right. I'm going to write some fan fiction based on this. <laughs> yeah, do it. Oh, wow. This took a turn. Okay. Joker Madhouse says, do you think motion games, uh, motion games are dead? Uh, can we can we hope? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, Nintendo sort of got the struggle of, like, well, can we make a game that has relies heavily on motion Yeah, they've been reluctant to step away completely from I was it. Thinking I, obviously, we used still... There was never a it. definitive first-person shooter with pointer controls that was just like, everybody should be playing the Wii. Like, there were games that worked, and there was Metroid, yes, yes, the Metroid trilogy, but there was never, like, a game that was just... Like, I remember, or, like, like so RTS much hype about that. Yeah, I mean, Pikmin will use it, right? Or an RTS, yeah, that's good. Other than that, we don't know. Uh, I don't know if... I mean, apparently the next Zelda game will probably use it in some way. Um, but I don't know if too many... Uh... Oh, wait, is it... Well, did they say... have they said whether they're moving away from motion control for the next Zelda game? I can't remember. That's a turtle! I think, I think AR they, is probably replacing motion do, controls. They said they wanted to do motion controls for the next game. They didn't uh, definitively say that it would be that. But they said that they really liked them for Skyward Sword, and they didn't really yeah. want to give that up because they came up with that whole. I I, I think they. I mean, this is yet another reason why well, Wii U is so confusing. Yeah, I mean that's well, that's the thing, that's right? It's like that's Sword. such a huge problem with like the new system is like, well, can you do this thing that made you so successful if you don't have it as a core part of your system? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I I mean that was yet another mistake on their part. But anyway, uh, I don't know if it's dead per se, but you know, it looks something like Game and Wario doesn't use it at all. Yeah. So. Well, most well, how could they? Most does. I mean, shield. It. I mean, in terms of uh, the Wii remote, I mean, it uses the pad. You move the game pad around, but not. Colin Lee says, "What are the potential benefits of having uh, Satoru Iwata as president of NOA?" <laughs> a lot of people seem confused about what this actually I means. No I, mean, I, mean, so I don't think it means we're going to get more of the. Japanese it means games. he can follow through on his yeah. promise to step down as president of Nintendo in, uh, of NCL if they don't hit their budget, and he'll still be in power. I mean, officially, it's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> officially, he said he's going to be, you know, close in order to accelerate the strengths of international performance. That's all, guys. First of all, this is all I ever inspired. Uh, Aspired to be intermediate level, right? <laughs> Isn't that serendipity? Um, yeah, oh, that's pretty funny. Intermediate is only four stages. Um, yeah, I mean, officially the idea is that oh, you know, uh, outside of here. Japan, Nintendo hasn't been performing well, so Iwata's sort of taking direct control to, to kind of watch over things. Assuming direct control. I mean, I would, I would <laughs> love it. So evil, Jeremy. I would love that's it. Just that's just what that we needed. Somebody, so, you know, so out of touch with America that. All these decisions over the well, years the, have been he forced. He speaks English, I mean, though. Well, here's the thing. What do you need? The weird thing is yeah. that he lives in a time zone that's basically opposite ours. So I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. I don't <laughs> I like the time zone matters. argument. I don't think that really matters. <laughs> but I would say that he's like, practically upside down. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not in Australia, Sam. I mean, still <laughs> on the other side of the earth. Yeah. Look, here's the thing: is like you know, it clearly wasn't working what they were doing now. So. And Japan was doing pretty well, so we'll see. And also, I, no one had ever heard of the guy who was replacing. Yeah, I had heard of him, but I could never remember. No, his I'm name, saying he's he not was, one of the more public. No, he was figures. not at all. Like everyone knows. Can Reggie, somebody here no guide me through Toe Jam and Earl Tool Two nope. if I play it? <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah, I mean, whoever he's replacing was basically like I, I assume the dude just sat in his office with his hand, head in his hand <laughs> and was like, 
I mean, I would love it. How do I get the numbers it. up? I would love it if some of that means that, you know, some of the 3DS strategy for Japan carries over, like, more colors, more, you know. But Mother I, 3, finally <laughs> in America. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll see. I don't know that there's any, like, major media. I think it impacts, like, NOA employees, but I don't yeah. know if consumers will see a yeah, huge I don't think difference we'll right away. It might, it, you know, it might mean that it's easier communication between Nintendo of Japan and Nintendo of America, and that's oh, probably a good so. thing That'd for everybody. So yeah, Maybe he's going to bring his development uh, history and expertise to Nintendo software technology, and they'll <laughs> finally start making games again. Yeah, right. I, I ain't. You Do know, they still exist? Uh, maybe it means less, you know, shorter localization times because NOA and, and Nintendo Japan can work closer together. I don't know. I, I, mean, I imagine it's probably going to be a higher level business. It probably than is. That. It's probably more technical we, stuff. Uh, that it's we're not. not it's aware not going to be the particulars that we'll actually see at the like Although, the gaming level. I mean, Iwata says the goal is to turn around that business. And how do you turn around that business? You're going to be releasing more games. You're going to be paying more attention to the market, getting more product out there, getting better product out there. So detonate a bomb inside of Apple headquarters. Oh, you mean the Ghost Woman of the Temple? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Something terrible Sperm. has happened. Best story ever. Uh, yeah, that is weird. Uh, anyway, next question. Okay, cool. We'll do one more question from Mike Ironfist. <laughs> Tell us what you think Nintendo will announce during E3 in light of their decision <laughs> to not do a big conference. Oh, uh, so basically, well, what do you think they're going to bring? I mean, I don't think that. I think the whole idea, right, is that. I mean, and this, not necessarily and, and this might be a disappointment E3. to some fans. I don't think once right, E3 arrives, they're going to announce stuff. Yeah. I think that's. I the disagree. Whole idea. I think they're going to hold on to one or two like key sequels that fans really, really want, just uh, to get them frothing. When? When do they announce those? They have those evening uh, roundtable sure. things. Yeah. Sure. Well, they yeah, did last year. They did like a thing where they announced it. So one of the things was just remember it was 3DS crap. Like so we already yep. seen. Last year, the third one had something really good in it, right? No, last year they announced literally nothing. The okay. year before that, the only thing they announced was that Pikmin was actually coming to Wii. And then Reggie let it slip. That well, and the, yeah, Fire last Emblem year Reggie accidentally slipped that Fire Emblem. Was and before that, the they announced Skyward Sword in one of those bonus events. Yeah, I just collected a cat, guys. Yeah, a few years back it was Skyward Sword, and if you and they think the year before that it was the reveal of Brawl. So they. It's so what not, do they do this year? Because I remember remember they did the second conference that was just like Mario Two, and we're like, yeah, we've seen that. But then what was the third one? They had a third one, remember? Well, so the first night uh, The third was one was like Mirror of Fate and some other stuff. Yeah, there was, there was a 3DS, 3DS showcase stuff? one night. One night was on Miiverse, and then before the show, they had a Miiverse thing. So they had two. They had a pre-E3 Miiverse. They had the press conference. They had an evening Miiverse, and then they had 3DS. And none of those... I mean, they unveiled Miiverse in the pre-show, but everything else was not very revelatory. I mean, yeah. Uh, it would be cool if they kept something. I personally am not really expecting them to, but, you know, you don't know. I mean, they could do, like, a, you know, uh, Onuma does an update on Zelda Guys, Wii U. am I beating up people with a pipe? Yeah, yes, uh, it's his pipe. Never oh, you never played this before. That's no. right. Yeah, it's a pipe. He, he's based on the Goemon Ishikawa, who was kind of like the Robin Hood of Japan. I wish we had a Pocky and Rocky on this. That'd be cool. Man, that game is so good. <laughs> what is he, uh, what's he token? Just All right, well, that's it. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode What's of so Super NVC. Uh, be sure to send your questions, My comments, whatever, to nvc at IGN.com. You can follow us all on Twitter, and we'll see you next week, Kooplings. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. 
The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.